This week on Medical Minefield, beauty guru Ashley Stobart. It's just that supermodel-esque look, really defined jawline, nice and tight, nice and angled, clean lines, not anything jowly. And that's the buccal fat pads do sit, and that's what they are, jowls. And cosmetic surgeon Dr Monica Forzi. Having a surgical procedure with its own risks and potential consequences over long term just for a fashion vogue is a very drastic and potentially unwise step and we would just urge caution. Welcome to Medical Minefield, the podcast where we talk about the ethical dilemmas at the heart of the health stories that matter the most. I'm Barney Kalman. And I'm Eve Simmons. And we are health journalists, which means we spend our lives asking tough questions to top experts so you don't have to. This week we're asking why young people are flocking to have fat surgically removed from their face when it could make them look 10 years older. As ever, we'd like to know what you think. So if you have a question or a suggestion for us at Medical Minefield, tweet us at MedMinefield. So, Eve, what is this all about? My favourite subject, plastic surgery. Cosmetic treatments. So this is the latest cosmetic surgery craze, you could say. It's called buckle fat removal. Sounds great. Sign me up. No, I don't need want it. Lots of risks involved. I'll start from the beginning. So the sort of chiselled, ultra-taut face has become quite popular. Bella Hadid. Bella Hadid. We've seen... Quite conspicuous transformations with some celebrities. Well, who knows? I mean, you look at people like Bella Hadid and you see a, you know, I mean, she's basically an heiress, isn't yes. she? And and mum's probably had a lot, a bit like Kim Kardashian, you know, mum's had a lot of stuff done. She probably had her first nose job at God knows how young. And I mean, Maybe. a picture of her when she was a teenager versus a picture of her now, it's like, She's had a head transplant. And what I think is interesting is both the Hadid sisters, so Gigi and Bella, have, when you see pictures of them when they're younger, they have quite a characteristically um, quite plump cheeks. That's sort of their look. And now, well, Gigi still has these quite plump cheeks. But if you look at pictures of Bella, she's suddenly got this very accentuated cheekbone look. Her jawline is razor sharp and it's like she's got no cheeks whatsoever. Can, can I can I just stop you? You seem to know an awful lot about the Hadid sisters. Well, they come up on my Instagram a lot. What can I oh, okay. It's the algorithm. How much of that is to do with makeup, do you think? And how much is to do, you know, you can you can achieve a lot with the old contour. You can you? achieve a lot with the old contour. However, I think that there's um, also a trend for this kind of like very natural no makeup look. And when you look at the before and afters, it's it's pretty obvious. That something's happened. That something has been done. But it's not just Bella Hadid because Chrissy Teigen, who is a former Victoria's Secret model, very popular on Twitter. She often says quite kind of humorous things about, she makes quips about political things sometimes. And she's married to the pop star John Legend. Anyway, she told her millions of Instagram followers that she had had this buckle fat removal in order to, well, she didn't explain why she'd had it done, but she Mm. admitted to it. That's also contributed to this popularity. And so just to to kind of rewind with it, so the procedure is, is having the pad of fat, the buckle fat removed 
And that's that's the bit of fat that underlies your cheekbones, basically. Yeah, so it's not the fat that's actually, you know, people have plump cheeks. It's not the fat that's in your cheeks. It's, Which is it's the bit underneath. you have uh, fillers injected in to make you look more cheekbony as well, don't you? You can have fillers injected kind of over the cheekbones. Yeah. But then under the, that area, that's where your buckle fat pad So basically it sits. hollows out the face. And so so they if go you take in... that away, then you see your cheekbones more, yeah. obviously. Yeah, so you... Ha- and, and you go inside the mouth, yep. it's scar-free, they do an incision, they pull out this fat pad, and hey presto, you look permanently like you're sucking your cheeks in. takes under an hour, and there's no downtime. You can go home, as you said, no scar. It's very convenient for people I who think, want to look that way. I think it's so fascinating that, I mean, when I first started writing about plastic surgery almost 20 years ago, th- these were procedures that older women had in order to look younger. Mm you know, facelifts. There was an amount of women, and it was mainly women. Surgery was definitely seen as more a remedial thing, even if it was, you know, to make you look younger, it was to correct something. But in recent years, what's changed is that these operations are being sought after by younger people. And it's not to correct anything, it's to actually change the way they look. So we talked about this with lip fillers, that young women want to have extremely large cherubic lips that some people say are reminiscent of a baby's lips mm. and it's seen as as this kind of strange hypersexualized pout i mean just go figure with that weird association there it's body modification essentially it's it's like getting a tattoo or it's like getting a piercing or i think the thing that i find most disturbing about this and and some experts I've spoken to this week have have echoed this is that these surgical changes are following fashion trends mm. so it's like you know well, crop tops are in yeah so I'm going to get <laughs> so my I'm cheek fat removed my, yeah <laughs> and but but interestingly so Chrissy Teigen millions and millions of followers mm. Bella Hadid millions and millions of, of followers like tens of I mean these people are so influential aren't they yeah in terms of their trends. faces are and their very faces are very interesting. And so people people want to look like them yeah. and then they have permanent surgery it's also a very um formulaic look that's interestingly you can achieve using filters very easily on instagram and tiktok and they're very popular these filters and so everyone ends up looking the same and it's that exact type of kind of gaunt-ish model look with a very thin face with a very accentuated jawline very accentuated cheekbones mm. a sort of flat forehead with no lines or wrinkles mm. so it's it's a filtered face basically and the interesting thing about the buckle fat removal is it's it's clearly not just appealing to women with this operation mm. young men are seeking this kind of look as well and uh, there was Liam Payne from One Direction and people speculated, didn't they, that he had had something like this done to his his face. Although, again, it, this is uh, unconfirmed rumour. He turned up to a premiere beginning of this year looking remarkably different from how he used to look. He had these incredibly accentuated cheekbones, like he was sucking on something. Mm. And his jaw was had suddenly become almost larger it was like it was i can't i can't explain it i'm listeners i'm doing something weird with my hands like 
pointing out more and there's there's this um more filter. diagonal more like a diamond shape there's a filter on tiktok and, and instagram and stuff i can't remember what it's called but it's it's not called handsome squidward it's called something else it, it might be chad or something like that oh, yeah. or giga chad or because the chad face is the like it gives you that face this kind of lantern jaw jock. like t- yeah. t- like sucked in cheeks it's very very bizarre i think you look very charming with sucked in cheeks well, look, I booked myself in for the surgery. Oh, good. I know, I know a guy. <laughs> but look, I can only speculate about these things. And it has been linked to this incel culture, young men being drawn to thinking that the reason that they're not successful with women is purely because of the way they look. They look, need to look more masculine. And some of them are hitting themselves in the, their faces with hammers in order to stimulate bone growth. Doesn't work, yeah, I, mean, I don't think. Risky. And what else? What else are, oh, they're mewing. Oh, mewing. So... Putting, I can't. I don't get it. I don't get it. Putting your tongue in a certain position I'm trying for a to long do it time. Now. I don't know. <laughs> you look funny. I, you know, I don't know. We've got Ethan, who is the health desk's twenty-something mewing correspondent. Mewing correspondent. What? What? T- tell us about mewing. Well, I'm always happy to be here to talk about what crazy things twenty-year-olds are up to. Excellent. Uh, and one of those is mewing, which I actually know someone who's done before. Right. Okay. Um, and what it is, is the idea that the perfect man should have a strong, structured jaw. Right. Yeah. True. True. out. Yes. Do you absolutely. agree? Do you yeah. think that's oh, true? Yeah. I mean, I've grown a beard since I was 20 in order to disguise the fact that I actually don't have a jaw at all. Yeah. I was really, yeah, very self-conscious because it's kind of... Well, yeah, I mean, you're just self-conscious at that age, aren't you? Mm. Well, yeah. if you had been that age now, you probably would have fallen foul of these guys, which are the muse. They are a father and son pair of orthodontists who believe that they can train people using exercises and head braces to have a stronger, more jutted jaw. So so what is the the actual mewing thing that you do? You, it's, I, I, it's described as pushing your tongue against the roof of your mouth, that, but that, I didn't understand that's that. That's actually the least severe thing they recommend. Right. It, it, it's essentially like braces. They put a, a kind of structured uh, mould in your mouth, which is meant to push your teeth line outwards. So your jaw pushes outwards ah. and your muscles around your teeth and your jaw grow stronger and along with that they give you exercises such as putting your tongue at the top of your mouth and pushing throughout the day and the stream version is they put people sometimes put people in full head braces which are meant to stretch your jaw that's really gonna affect your ability to find a girlfriend <laughs> isn't it hey come back tomorrow and i'll slip on my head brace <laughs> okay so th- and and there's downsides to that apparently it makes your teeth fall out yes. great don't do it kids and now people are having their cheek fat removed in order to give them the chisel chiseled look i mean what do you think about that what do I think about it as a young yeah, person? Yeah, what do you think about it as a, as a young man? I, I think there's a lot of pressure for men to look, and this is the phrase they use these days, like a chad. Chad. A chad, a giga chad. You said, what did you say, a muscular squidward? Earlier, handsome Squidward. Han- handsome Squidward. <laughs> there was a there yeah. was an episode of SpongeBob where Squidward uh, became unbelievably handsome, but he he looks like that. He has the Liam Payne look. And Sorry, it, Liam. It, it's actually and it's actually tied up in in 
some white supremacy stuff because Ooh. it's the idea of an of the alpha male, the man, the kind of uber man, Oy. and the <laughs> and the idea that the you you kind there's a perfect specimen of a man, and this is how he's meant to look. He's meant to have this strong jawline. Uh, he's got to have a full head of hair as well and good teeth. Can I just say, as a woman who is interested in men, I'm not particularly bothered by the jawline. I'm I'm never like. Oh, he's got a great jaw. I think it's one of those parts of the, or it's part of the balance of the face or something that, that is just registering among women as masculine as you called it alpha. You know, so, you know, you're not going, oh yeah, I love that bloke's jaw. But no, you might, you might think the overall picture of someone with a big jaw is, is actually more, you know, able to provide for you more manly. But aren't there also studies that show that, that some women are um, are also very uh, attracted to feminine faces, male faces? Yeah, we covered this on the pill last week, didn't we? Women on the pill are more attractive to feminine-looking men, well, according to one small study from Outer Mongolia. Well, this news certainly hasn't got back to all the young men who are getting into mewing because it's really big. I mean, it's got over 2 billion views on TikToks, these videos. Of wow. And uh, I, I suppose buckle fat removal would be a kind of a synchronistic op to have once you've you know got your wide lower jaw, you have your cheek fat removed and then you've completely achieved the Klingon look. Anyway, before we go any further, let's talk to someone who knows a bit more about buckle fat removal from a personal perspective. On the line now, we have Ashley Stobart, social media beauty guru. Ashley, we're talking today about buckle fat or buccal fat removal. And this is something you've been aware of for for some time on social media, people recommending this to each other. Yeah, that's correct. I probably heard about the procedure first about 10 years ago when it was branded like the supermodel procedure. And when we were talking earlier this week, you said that you'd actually considered having it done yourself, but had been warned off it. Is that right? Yeah, I did. I thought it sounded like a really straightforward, easy, successful procedure in the region of like two to three thousand pounds. A lot better than keeping having to do the morpheus treatments and fillers to get that snatched jawline. So I went for a consultation. And the surgeon just said, this procedure, patient selection is absolutely of huge importance. And if you select the wrong patient for it, it can be very, very detrimental. Mm. And I mean, he warned you that it would leave you prematurely aged. Yeah, he said, if you have this procedure, you will look a lot older afterwards and poorly as well he said he said that it will remove fat from your face and as we get older that declines anyway and everyone's always looking to add volume to their face with fillers skin boosters etc so he just said that people can't quite understand that and they shouldn't rush into the procedure so yeah I listened to that and then now I've seen some people having the procedure and I must say it it kind of looks quite harsh. Ashley, um, I thought it was interesting you said that it would help you achieve that snatched look. Snatched is a word that's come up a lot when I've been looking into this story. Yeah. What's so attractive about that? What What was it about that snatched look, as you say, that you find so appealing? It's just that kind of supermodel-esque 
look, you know, a really defined jawline, nice and tight, nice and angled, clean lines, not anything jowly. And that the buccal fat pads do sit, and that's what they are, jowls. So the removal of them, I thought, would be the answer to all my um, dreams with a snapped jawline. But, yeah, the doctor just said, no, it can give you hollowness near your mouth. It's not about your jawline. In fact, that's how it's sold. And it's actually not very effective on the jawline. And Ashley, have you heard about men having this as well? There was a lot of speculation online that Liam Payne from One Direction had had something like this done. What have you heard? Yes. Well, looking at pictures, especially of Liam Payne, obviously we don't know what he has or hasn't done, but it looks like it could potentially be a buccal fat pad procedure. And masculinization procedures are definitely on the up and men are wanting that sharp chin, you know, chin implant procedures in men are huge, even cheek implants, forehead implants facial sculpting and like Iran and stuff like that where they actually shave down your jaw and your defined cheekbones and men are doing a lot more procedures now and I know that that is one of them the buccal fat pad. Do you think that it makes men more attractive which I guess is the aim isn't it? You know what men are just so lucky someone said the other day to me Men are like wine, they age really well, and women are like milk, they just go off, which is so true. It's awful. Um, You know, we're all trying to do all these different things, and honestly, in my personal preference, is not the veneers, the angled jaw, the this, the that. And I just think that now society's changing, isn't it, with the ideal look of men and women. Do you think that men might say, or or certainly, you know, the man in your life might say that that you get more beautiful every day? Mm, No, he's not. Oh no, (laughs) men don't say that. Do they not? No. No. Well, maybe they do to some women. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. No, he doesn't even notice if I've like I don't know changed my hair color or anything. There you go. You're all right then. Yeah. Well, look, Ashley, thank you so much for finding some time to talk to us. No, As ever, it's, it's been a pleasure. Okay, thanks, guys. So, Eve, tell me, if you could have anything done, what would it be? Nose job. A nose... Has it, I say people, this to you all the time. For people that haven't seen Eve, although she is photographed regularly in... <laughs> For, for the reason that she is extremely photogenic for the Mail on Sunday health section and a very serious journalist too. Mm-hmm. You do not need to have a nose job. I mean, when you start tinkering, I feel like it throws everything out. Do you really want a nose job? Or it perfects. If you really wanted to have a nose job, you'd have one. I just can't believe it. It's. I can't imagine. You would look like a different person. <laughs> well, maybe... <laughs> Maybe that's what I want. But having said that, you know, as as someone who who knows you well and and doesn't think a thing should be changed, Aww. I completely support people who choose to have cosmetic treatments. I think there's a lot of judgment involved in this, and and obviously when when people hold themselves up as examples of beauty, like Bella Hadid, I think it's 
it's not fair game to criticise them, but, you know, the way that she looks is her currency. So, you know, I think that she must accept a certain amount of comment about the way she looks, positive and negative. But for regular people... I don't think there's anything wrong with someone who weighs up the the risks and benefits and thinks, actually, I'm prepared to risk, you know, the fact that a nose job might not leave me with the nose that I want or might leave me with an infection or might make my nose drop off. It's all worth it for the chance that I could get rid of that bit of my face that I absolutely hate makes me miserable. And other people think that actually what you should be doing is working on why you're miserable. I think the thing that I I know that more and more men are getting uh, cosmetic treatments and plastic surgery now, but I think what I find difficult is that it is the burden is mainly on women, and it is mainly women yes. who are paying huge amounts of money to alter their face because they feel like they have to look a certain way because women are told yeah. that they have to look a certain way, yeah. and I just but think also it's a lot of the pressure comes from other women doesn't it so mm. it's not all to do with with men no it's not men's fault but cuz as ashley said i think most men would probably fall into that camp of they they don't obsess you know over the minute details of their their girlfriends or wives looks they think they're absolutely holistically lovely mm. um, and that's what attracts them to them yeah whereas women hone in on things like the the size of their pores do you notice the size of your experience. girlfriend's paws, Ethan? No comment. <laughs> That's a yes. <laughs> I don't even know what a paw is. Exactly. I'd get, I'd get a exactly. bit of buckle fat removal. Would you? Can you get like a small bit? Do you I have to go the whole hog? It's or can you get like a small bit? Well, that's the problem because it can become uneven. Right. You don't want to end up with an asymmetrical buckle. <laughs> Buckling on one side. <laughs> <laughs> but really, would you? Maybe not now. But maybe later on, just a bit. It'd be quite fun, you know? Change it up. Yeah, but it's permanent. It's permanent. That's the thing. That's why I'd only get a bit. Just like a small, uh, just a little suck in, you know, just be a little, what's the word? Snatched. Yeah, just a small little snatch. Do you think maybe now we should speak to somebody about the procedure? I think you're right. (laughs) On the line now is Dr. Monica Farsi, who is a consultant plastic surgeon and a representative from the British Association of Plastic Reconstructive and Aesthetic Surgeons. Dr. Farsi, thank you so much for sparing some time to talk to us. Can you tell us what is buccal fat removal exactly? So the buccal fat is an anatomical structure. It's a fat pad. We have a number of fat pads in our face, and this just happens to be in the kind of lower to mid-cheek area. It has a number of structures that run through it and around it, and that's pretty much it, really. And so removing it then is taking away that fat and therefore making the face look more angular. Is that right? Yes, absolutely. And I think that's the reason well, there seems to be this fashion vogue at the moment for a hollowed out angular face. And so that's the reason why you know people are asking for it. Your association, Backbrass, is this weekend um, issuing a warning about that. What is it that you're so concerned about? Well, our concern is that having a surgical procedure with its own risks and potential consequences over long term, just for a fashion vogue, is a very drastic and potentially unwise step. And we would just urge caution. We urge caution in terms of, you know, people being swept away by filters and fashion vogues that give people an unrealistic expectation of what you know, humans should look like. 
And there's also some very significant risks with this procedure and potential permanent damage to the face. Is that right? Well, the fat fibre is there for a reason. It's an anatomical structure. It, to start with, will give people a younger look. And as we age, our fat pads will atrophy. It's one of the reasons why someone who's older will look more hollow and kind of angular than a young baby or you know, up to someone in their teens and early 20s. And so by having this done, you are subjecting yourself to the actual surgical risks, such as, for example, a nerve injury or an injury to a structure called the crushed duct, which is a, a duct that drains saliva from a big salivary gland in the cheek into the mouth, but also potentially putting someone at risk of premature aging down the line because as part of the aging process, our fat pads will decrease in size and atrophy, and by removing this in people who are very young, these are the people who are susceptible to the craze, they are potentially subjecting themselves to premature aging down the line. We don't have you know, large long-term studies and randomized controlled trials that show this, but it's just common sense that we know for a fact that the aging process includes losing out those fat pads. And if you lose fat pads a lot earlier, then you are theoretically going to age prematurely. Dr. Farsi, I saw reports years ago that there was a similar concern about people who had the fat pad under their eye removed. I think it's called the festoon. And the immediate effect was you had no eye bags, you looked refreshed and fantastic. And I mean, I, I know someone who had it done. And, and then ultimately, because there's no underlying structure to support the eye, yep. the, the skin begins yep. to droop and sag. And in fact, I saw it myself and I, I've seen presentations at conferences. You get this in, incredible sagging of the skin yep. under the eye and severe eye yep. bags in the end, you know, 10 years down the line, not even that long. Yep. Would we see something well, yeah. similar with uh, buccal fat removal? That would be my concern, absolutely. Part of the aging process is losing fat. And so if we lose fat early on, as these people are, you know, having, are doing prematurely, then they're, they're theoretically going to have um, premature aging. I would expect that. But again, we don't have you know, long-term studies to prove that because this hasn't been around for long enough. But that would be certainly a concern. So they're basically guinea people pigs. having this done are, are sort of guinea pigs at the moment then? Well, I mean, it, it hasn't been in vogue for long enough for us to see a you know, large group of patients who have had it done and what happens to their face. Dr. Farsi, I've read reviews from young women who say that they've had this strange freezing of the face experience a few months after having this operation done. So the lips kind of droop yes. and then they can't move parts of their face. It's a palsy, yes. an almost facial palsy. Right. Well, there are branches of the facial nerve that run in that area. And so when you are either in that area or when you're having to remove that fat pad or use it, because we can actually use the fat pad for reconstructive purposes. So when you're in that area, there are technical ways to minimise that. So that's certainly a risk. Would this operation be reversible? I mean, if people are hit by, you know, sagging and drooping and, and premature ageing, they, they've had this done, they've seen it on social media, they, they made a bad choice. You know, what's the option further down the line? Well, you you can't kind of um, replace that fat pad exactly, but I suppose the only option would be fat transfer, which is not, you know... I've seen some women have filler, end up relying on fillers for the rest of their life, basically. Right. So the problem, exactly. So with any hollowing, either because of this or because of the natural ageing process, in order to address the volume loss, you either can use fillers or fat. The problem with fillers is that you're going to have to, you'll be reliant on that for the rest of your life. Whereas if you use fat then, although there are pros and cons, if you use fat, the 
at four months after you know back transfer, whatever is there is there is your own you know is, is your own tissue, so you won't have to keep having it redone. So there are there are pros and cons, and someone would have to go and see a, a surgeon to discuss that. Well, uh, Dr. Farzi, thank you so much for joining us today. It's fascinating. It's a pleasure. Thank you for having me. Something that Dr. Farzi brought up just then was that the, one of the remedial options after uh, buccal fat removal dis, dis, disfiguration is to have fat transfer to the face. That's a very interesting procedure, which involves taking some fat from either the thighs or the stomach usually, and you remove it with a with a cannula, fine needle in a small liposuction type operation. And then you have tiny little pearls of it injected into the area. And the idea is that because they're your own tissue, they they knit and they, they graft with your own tissue and grow a blood supply. And it, it acts as a kind of natural filler, a permanent change to add volume to the face. Sounds good. Yes. However... One of the downsides to this is that fat from one area remains fat from one area. So one of the things that they've seen with these operations that they initially they used it when they gave people facelifts, they put small, very tiny amounts of this in to help with the kind of settling of the face and to make sure things looked even and right when they did a full facelift but then started experimenting plastic surgeons started experimenting with using it like filler so younger women and they put large amounts of fat into you know tummy fat into the face and we we tend to put on weight in certain areas so certain fat cells are more likely to expand when we put on weight and store fat as energy basically because it's our energy storage and when you eat a lot or you know naturally as you age even you start to put on a bit of weight around your middle except if you've had the fat around your middle put in your face you put the weight on around your face and so as people get older and put weight on expanding face they have an expanding face that again is it's essentially it's a permanent change you know you can't remove that it's not like hyaluronic acid where you can perhaps put inject a dissolver this has become your flesh it's become your fat layer i don't even know what to say about this. you've opened pandora's box <laughs> yeah. when you you start when you start to tinker be prepared be prepared However, no judge. I, you know, I don't judge people who want to do that. You know, I, I feel as long as you know what you're going into, and people have been honest with you about the risks. I once uh, thought about having uh, lipo. You where know, from? Where from my non-existent si- my side pie. Oh, yeah, non-existent side pie. Yes. Side pie. The thing is, mm-hmm. I looked into it. Right. I, you know, it has a the job. I know lots of surgeons. They were like, come see me. I'll, you know, I'll I'll give you a quote. Went, saw someone very, very well known for doing. He told me that everyone said that they would do it. But he said some people stitch the incision points closed, but other people leave them open because when they do liposuction, they fill you with fluid. So they, they make an incision in the area. They shove in a cannula and then they pump in a solution with anesthetic, etc., and start to then mechanically push the cannula in and out of your fat layer in order to break it up because fat is not liquid. It's a solid tissue. It's a bit like the inside of a sofa or something like that. They start pushing it in and out to break it up and then it gets sucked out and that's how that's how the operation works 
depending on how much fat you're removing, it can be quite a, you know, it can be quite a physical thing for a surgeon to do as well. They're really, you know, going at you. And then this fluid's inside you. They've sucked some of it out. You swell. Fluid accumulates and blood accumulates inside. So uh, this surgeon that I saw said he leaves the incision points open so it can all drain out. And he says this. He said this was especially useful in men because once the fluid's inside, because of gravity, it does drain through the body as well. So in women, they may get slightly swollen legs and ankles and stuff like that. In the days after the operation, you wear compression garments. But in men, uh, one of the areas of collection... I think I know what you're going to (laughs) say. ...for fluid that drains downwards through the body is the testicles. Oh, I thought you were going to say... Oh, sorry, the scrotum, sorry. I thought you were going to say something else. The fluid gathers in your balls. Okay. And and so in uh, very commonly after lipo, I just say our men... producer Julio is, <laughs> is really struggling with this. How are you feeling about this, Ethan? Sign me up. It sounds great. I mean, you've got to suffer for perfection, right? <laughs> right, exactly. Um, I want to know the end of the story. So the the fluid. This happens, he said, in perhaps half of cases, and the fluid will will accumulate, and you'll end up with, he said, football sized uh, scrotum. I take back what I said. So then where does it all go? It reabsorbs, apparently. Rarely, he said, that you have to have it drained. But it's, it's, it's all natural bodily fluids and saline and stuff like that. So it just kind of reabsorbs. How long after the procedure do you have football size? It happens the night of. Oh, OK. So it's only like a couple of days. Yeah, so it's all part of the post-operative Anyway, that one, that was the bit that convinced me. I was like, right, I am not having lipo. I don't want it. My side pie. It's which, not worth it. It's, it. It just didn't bother me as much as the idea of a football-sized scrotum. And with that, <laughs> it's all we have time for. You can read all about buckle fat removal and more in this weekend's The Mail on Sunday, which you can consume in newspaper format on mailplus.co.uk or on the Mail app. We'll be back with another topic on Medical Minefield next week. See you then. Goodbye. Goodbye.